Kingdom Ministries podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Our podcast is listener supported and we welcome your donations. Kingdom Ministries equips and empowers you to continue Jesus's ministry of the kingdom of God through resources like this podcast, as well as in-person training and online articles. To get started, visit us at kingdomtools.org. If you look at the prayers of the Bible and the situation in which they were prayed, it's all about change. Okay, the prayer Jesus taught us is about change. It's not about your personal development primarily. We learned in prayer 101 that Jesus prayed with authority, commanding things to be as God desires them to be. In this new series, Prayer 102, Keith Martins teaches a local Fresno church the three keys to the kingdom of God and the importance of scripture as our compass to know what to do and how to do it. In part three of this series, Keith talks about what the Bible tells us prayer is about in contrast to other ideas and also overviews the next few tracks of his curriculum. Now we've learned something, we try to learn something about what is the kingdom of God. We learn about Jesus' commission, but now how do we take it out? If, we were just, if you got this instruction, if I just said, okay, tonight you guys, here's the, here's the plan. This week I want you to Preach this message to somebody or share this message with somebody that the kingdom of God is among you. Can you do that? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead and do that. And you leave going, what does that mean? You might go to Starbucks, talk to somebody, go, oh, uh, hey, man, yeah, I just, I'm, you know, I just want to tell you the kingdom of God's among you. And they'd probably look at it like, what? You know, it's like, so what does that mean? And so we want to unpack that a little bit here in the 102. Uh, I want to just here. you saw the schedule, Terry mentioned it. Uh, just again, for those of you that maybe have come recently, you don't know where all this is going. We're still in the track one series, Jesus and the Kingdom of God. So 101, we just finished keeping the main thing, the main thing, which the main things were from your little test, if you got that, were Jesus, Kingdom of God, he's, that was his main topic, and then his relationship with his Father's dependence on the Father through the Holy Spirit, leading him, directing him, showing him what to say, etc. 102, we're starting is preach this message. What is it mean to preach the message of the kingdom of heaven is near. Okay, what is that message that we're supposed to say, tell people, if it means something more than, hey man, you need Jesus, you need to ask him in your heart. Okay, we're going to expand on that a little bit. We looked at the signs of the kingdom, the, the key indicators, there were seven of them, that tell you, that give you a clue that that world there, that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, that eternal one that we're going to enjoy in the future is breaking into the present. Things like healing, conversion, a new birth, you know, be, becoming a Christian, nature miracles, casting out demons, things like that, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom to the poor. Those were the, some of the signs there. And then part of this message in the 103 series, we're going to focus on healing the sick, okay? About, we're going to, we're going to dive into that in terms of why, why not, when, you know, how that all works, the giftings that are related to that, something you can actually use using the questions and the method that Jesus did, using your authority. And then when they're not healed, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal the source of that. And then in 104, we're going to deal with more of the demonic stuff, like how to test for it first before we simply just like do virtual deliverance, like, oh, hey, oh, oh, dude, you're struggling with lust? Okay, well, we command spirit of lust to go when, you know, that's maybe true, but you don't really know. Did something leave? Was something there? Did you see anything? Did the guy report anything? It's like, you know, we want to dive into that topic. And have you asked questions? Because, you know, one of the things, again, remember you guys, all right? Remember this? Hey, that's my dad, by the way. Let's give me that. All right. 
and my mom are here tonight. That's so good. Um, we, uh, one of the things I think that we, uh, I say this, remember I'm a Mennonite guy, okay? This isn't my background uh, of being aware of demonic things. But man, I'm telling you, I, I still think I way underestimate the different ways the enemy affects us in the body of Christ. I just, and you know, sometimes I realize I just don't, I just want to go on with my life. Like, I don't, don't bother me, right? When it is bothering me, or it could be bothering me. And so we're going to talk about some of those things without getting all looking for a demon behind every bush sort of thing, right? Just a way to test it. And you can do that now. You can do that like, gosh, if something goes, if you get a flat tire, or technical problem, hey, it could be just a technical problem. It could be a flat tire because people get flat tires, okay? People get sick. It doesn't mean it's the devil. But you could say, well, man, I just don't know. So if, then in Jesus' name, knock it off. Get out of it. We remove that. If that's the case, get that out of there. It may, something may change. If it does change, then part of it was likely spiritual, see? You can test things. You don't have to be all walking around paranoid. And then the track two series is about, we're going to get specifically into prayer, looking at the prayers of the Bible, about intercession, what faith is and is not. I mean, like, I'll just share what I know and think, and you can apply it, and we can talk about it, whatever. So I'm not saying, like, I have all the answers here, but about attitude, faith, and power in prayer. Praying with power, praying for change, looking for results. The nature of our battle, principles of power and victory. What, what are the dynamics that, that are operating out there that, that would help us know what's going on, okay? And then the citizen and soldiers thing about now the difference corporate prayer makes. When we think about now being a church body or a family, it, there's a big difference in praying one person for your church or for a city than a bunch of people on the same page, okay? And, and, and what's going to be cool about this, we're going to be doing it, and then we're going to monitor some results. We're going to look for things, certain things to change. And when they don't change, or if they're slow to change, then we're going to evaluate and say, okay, now, Lord, how do we pray? How do we address this? Okay? Because prayer, I mean, someone said, and I know who it is. I just don't want to call anybody out. But back in the day said, prayer really is more for you. To change, I go, first of all, that's not in the Bible. And if you look at the prayers of the Bible and the situation in which they were prayed, it's all about change, okay? The prayer Jesus taught us is about change. It's not about your personal development primarily. It's not about you. It's about thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In other words, what, what's happening here, what, what, we're transferring from what is to what ought to be. From what is to what ought to be. From the way things are to the way God wants them. And that's the attitude that we've got to have. Here's how it is, but then we go back to the compass. Is this how God wants it to be? And that's why we've got to know the word, man. So get in there. Do a search. Do word search. Whatever you've got to do. What does God say? And don't pull it out of context. You know, don't take some poetry and say, you know, like God's going to make you rich all of a sudden when it's poetry, man. It's not like a promise there, Okay. So um, whether it's that or something else, you need to understand what it is and what context it's in. So they say, now this is God's word. For example, when we talk about people who are being saved, right? <laughs> God wills that none should perish. You've got a lot going on there. God wills that none should perish. All come to knowledge of the truth. Satan's blind to mind is unbeliever. No one can come unless the Father draws up. So you've got several things on which you can write your check. Or the check is written and you can go make the claim on that because God hears what you said and you use your authority for the blind, the Satan part, and you're going to see things change. Okay? 
So now, the citizen soldiers, corporate prayer, kingdom victory. And then the third thing, we're going to talk about in and out of bondage. In other words, how do you get into bondage, which many people, especially in the body of Christ, have no clue how they got into bondage. Okay, like, or how they can get into bondage. You know, it's, uh, it's, it can be tricky sometimes and subtle because in and out of bondage and inroads to captivity, the path of freedom. And then this, we're going to focus on this in January for church mainly, just people, leadership and the Wednesday night folks, but I think others are welcome to come to. I believe they are. But specifically on how to lead others to freedom, healing, and restoration. In other words, now what's the root of this? Because so often we... Uh, it's like the fruit on a tree. Oh, that's the problem. So come, someone comes up to you or comes forward on a Sunday morning and comes over, man, I've been having these bad dreams. What do we do? And this is normal to do. Well, Lord, please help them with their bad dreams. Please help them have good dreams. Please take away the bad dreams. And Lord, they're really nice and we love them. We know that you love them. And why should they suffer? And, and we pray that way, which is completely uncharacteristic of a biblical type of a prayer. But we do so because we care. And that's probably how we learn to pray. Okay. But now looking at that and saying, now Holy Spirit, really, what's, instead of just trying to pray the fruit away, Lord, what's at the root of this? Holy Spirit, will you show them? And we command with authority in the name of Jesus. We expose anything that may be at the root of this. And then you get all kind of, whoa, really? And then when you deal with that, they stop having the dreams. Then you know that it was probably effective. You can try the old way first. Lord, take away the dreams, you love them, whatever. Try that and see if they keep dreaming having the dreams, but then going to the root, and it may be something that goes back to their childhood, it may be something they were exposed to, it could be even be a movie, as I've seen over the years. And I'm not like going to point out certain movies, but the point is this, Holy Spirit, why are they having this? Is this normal? Some dreams are normal, some dreams are from God, it could be a dream from God. So that's where we're going, kingdom living. Uh, living that out. So preach this message. The kingdom of God is among you. This message, remember, and for those of you that may be new or coming along, or just as a reminder, or if you got this one wrong on the test, okay? What I'm trying to say, if I can be clear, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there this way and see if, if I'm correct by going to the scriptures again. This is what Jesus meant by the Great Commission. When, when the Great Commission says, go into all the world, and make disciples, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. This is what he was talking about. How do I know that? Well, both by what Jesus did, both by what the disciples did, and both, and especially by what they did in response to this in the book of Acts. And this is what they did as we see them now receive the Holy Spirit and they become witnesses. What kind of witnesses were they? They were the kind of witnesses that did this. They proclaimed the kingdom of God is among you. They healed sick people. And they cast out demons. And of course, you know, number one has to do with part of that message is calling people to repentance. Okay, let's keep going. Here's what we're going to talk about in this one. We've done that. Preach this message. What does it mean and how do we do it? Because when it hits the streets, when you go to your neighbor or you're having coffee with somebody, or you're going on a mission trip or you're at workplace, we want to know what it means and how we do it. And I think we'll be more effective and we'll see more fruit. And plus, it's just, it's a blast. Okay? Uh, the content and activity of the gospel message, what do we actually say and then putting it into practice? And of course, it's always important to say, what kind of fruit are we getting from it? Okay? Not how we perceive it, but what that person says. 
You know how that goes, right? Here, the, a lot of times you hear people share these testimonies, oh man, God did some awesome stuff, and they're telling their perspective, but what happened to, how would that person that was on the other end, how did they receive it? Would they say they're healed? Would they say they're free? Do they know it? And we never say, hey man, you're free, go and sin no more, or oh yeah, you're healed. Well, really, what? Can you, can you say that? Well, ask the guy, are you healed? You know, and how would you know you're healed? I guess if I could walk, right? Or I guess if I could do that. Thank you for listening to the Kingdom Ministries podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode in Prayer 102. Did you know we have an app? You can access all of our resources and even listen to this podcast all in one place. To download, please visit us at kingdomtools.org. Thank you.